This episode contains subjects that might be triggering towards people of suicide. There's helplines out there and you're not alone. Call Samaritans on 116-123. The helplines will be linked in the description below. Enjoy the episode. My next guest is from the biggest Microsoft franchise out there. Mr. Steve Downs, the voice behind the Master Chief, joins me to talk all about Halo and his fantastic career and my childhood hero. How's it going, Steve? Uh, going great, Reeves. Thanks for having me. And uh, we're, we're uh, down to the uh, down to the home stretch here on Infinite. So we're, you're catching me at a really good time. We're very excited. Yes, uh, 20 years of Halo recently just came, didn't it? And they did the big announcement of Halo Infinite Multiplayer Beta, which was just really exciting for all of us. Yeah, there's so much there's so much exciting stuff happening with, as you mentioned, the 20th anniversary just being a few days ago and uh, in the Halo universe here in the uh, in the next year to come. Yes. So how did the role of Master Chief come about? Was it through a mutual friend or did you see it advertised? Well, it was, uh, it's um, in my world, you know, somewhat bizarre. It's obviously the biggest role of my career. And uh, unlike anything else I've ever done in voiceover, it's the only job I never auditioned for. Um, when I was on the radio in Chicago, back in uh you know well i started there in 97 and and finished in 2015 so uh, towards the end of the 90s a uh, bungee who was the original creators of halo were based in chicago and marty o'donnell who uh, cast all the voices and wrote the music performed much of it in the in the bungee games uh, used to listen to me on the radio and he called me one time actually through my agent and had me read a part in a in a very small uh, uh, PC game called Septera Core, and I had a small part in it. And then about a year later, he called back again, and he said, well, we have another game if you're interested in doing it. And I'm pretty sure my response was probably something like, how much does it pay? <laughs> and... Uh, and off we went and uh, I came in and he, we did an audition. He just said, you're the guy for the role and here's who the character is. And this is what the story is about and gave me some direction and uh, off we went. So it was really one of those serendipitous moments that uh, had a huge impact on my life. That's for sure. That's really good. Um, is there any, any exclusive behind the scenes secrets you can share? Well, um, not a lot I can share in regards to Halo Infinite in that in that we're all almost at the at the finish line here. Uh, I, the only thing I can tell you uh, that that you know may be interesting. Uh, part of the reason why we had a delay in in getting uh, Infinite out was the pandemic. Uh, we were hope you know hoping to have it out last year and. Uh, due to the pandemic and other other reasons, uh, we, we, we had to delay it another year. Part of that delay was from a technical standpoint, because all the studios, once the pandemic hit, all the studios were shut down. Um, normally, I would travel from my home in Florida out to Seattle, Washington, uh, where the studios were closed. So we had to do some retooling that took several months, uh, the result of which was uh, I recorded I would say a good last half of, of my, my lines for Master Chief in the closet of my bedroom <laughs> at home. I have a small studio here, but we had to uh, retool it so that it would match 
uh, uh, audio wise with what we had done in the professional studio back in Seattle. So it took a while and it took some equipment and some engineers to make it work, but, but we finally got it done. But as you are watching the, the game and you're watching some of the, uh, the cut scenes in infinite know that some of that stuff was, I did in my pajamas in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> they say the closet's better than the um, studio. Yeah, exactly. So what inspired you or drove your interests in acting? Well, it really came from a, po- a, 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 a place of music. My passion when I was young was, was music and specifically rock and roll. And it, it really all began as it did for so many of my generation. It all began with the Beatles. And, uh, what, you know, once I saw them on television and that was my passion all the way through grade school and high school and into college. And I had bands and, you know, this and that. And, um, uh, that, that's what eventually got me into the radio business. Um, uh, you, you know, I decided that being a drummer in a rock band was probably not the most secure career move I could make in my life. And I don't think my folks were too crazy about the idea either. Uh, so, uh, I, but I got into radio figuring that was, you know, somewhere to be close to the music and yet, and, and perhaps have something that would be kind of a steady job. Uh, and from there, I just I fell in love with radio, and I, it was a combination of being close to the music and and also being a bit of a ham and being on the radio, and I kind of liked that, and um, and so I did that, you know, for um, uh, you know the rest of my uh, uh, you know career, and um, from that got into voiceover. It was sort of natural progression to you know, being on the air as a disc jockey to doing voice uh, commercial voiceover. I moved out to Los Angeles and, and got involved in, in voiceover, primarily commercial. And, and that was sort of the, I should began with the Beatles <laughs> and, and it, and it ended, uh, you know, where we are today. It's like the software. No, I don't, I'm not familiar with that. Every station must have different software. I always thought it was, uh, was the same. Well, I was, you know, when I started Reese, there was no such thing as software. <laughs> it was, it was, it was tubes and, and, uh, you know, we kind of did it the old fashioned way, but no, I, uh, I, I, uh, yeah, there's a number of different software programs here, uh, in, in the States, but, but that, that one I'm not familiar with. Okay. That's fine. No problem. Um, is there any, uh, particular person that drives your passion for acting or even in radio hosting? Yeah, well, I would say, uh, you know, since it sort of began with me with radio, there were certain, you know, people on the air, some of them legendary, some of them perhaps less than legendary. But, um, you know, when I got in, in, uh, to the radio business, um, what we called in the States here, freeform, uh, radio was just getting started freeform, it was also called progressive rock, acid rock, underground rock, where it was basically a disc jockey walking into a studio with a handful of records um, and playing a bunch of stuff that nobody had ever heard of. And that was the beginning of, of you know, the progressive rock, you know, underground rock. In this country was a, a guy by the name of Tom Donahue, who started the first FM underground station in San Francisco back in the mid 60s. And then, uh, you know, I was living in the Midwest at the time and I would hear, you know, other other uh, 
you know, disc jockeys, you know, doing similar type stuff and being introduced to all this great music from, you know, Jethro Tull and the Jefferson Airplane and the Beatles and Stones and Zeppelin and, you know, all this stuff that, that was not being played on the regular commercial stations. And I not, not only fell in love with the music, but with the people who were presenting the music and their take on it and the stories they would tell. And um, so it was those guys that, that, that got me, you know, helped me develop my particular style in terms of radio. And then when it moved into voiceover, uh, you know, one of my big influences really was a guy by the name of Don LaFontaine, who was the movie trailer guy here in the States. So anytime you saw a, a movie trailer, a commercial for a film, if there was a voiceover on it, it was Don LaFontaine. He did all of it. And I, so he was my idol. I thought he was, you know, that I, I wanted to be just like him, even though I'd, I never got into movie trailers. Uh, I, I think I did one or two, or two, but it never really developed. She, she is also a voice actor and, uh, I met her doing voiceover and she was a very successful voice talent in the Midwest and, and really nationwide for many years. And um, the first of actually one of the first times we ever met was in the voice booth. We were both cast to, to do this uh, commercial. I don't remember what it was for, but I remember thinking when I was in the voice booth with her that I was with the big kids now. <laughs> and so and then, and then so, so much so that I ended up marrying her, but, but, uh, uh, you know, she, and, and, and she kind of, you know, showed me some of the more sophisticated, um, techniques, vo uh, voice techniques and voiceover techniques in the business. And, uh, and, it, and like I said, ended up being a big influence on me. Like practicing voice lines, et cetera, et cetera, how to act and things like that. I thought that would be good. Yeah. I, yeah, we would do that. Yeah. I mean, she would, you know, often, you know, coach me sometimes we would coach each other, but I, I think she was the far better coach than I was. And, uh, uh, but, but yeah, because you learn that in voice acting, it's, you know, the thing that you have to get away from is is to not concentrating so much on the sound of your voice is concentrating on what's coming from your heart. And uh, a lot of people who get into voice or, you know, something like that. And, and what really matters is, you know, where that voice is coming from inside you. And, and by that, I mean, from your heart and, uh, you know, developing a, a, a real you know, uh, character, you know, for who you're, whether you're doing a, the, you know, the voice of a video game character or you're doing the voice in a commercial, it's got to come from a real place. And that's the skill of the, of the, the, the really talented voice actor people and the really successful ones are the ones that, that understand that, uh, you have to, you know, the words that come out of your mouth have to be believable, uh, whatever it is that you're trying to convey. And if, if you can do that, then you're on your way to a successful career. So do you think that people need experience in theatre or general acting to be a good voice actor? Yeah. Do you feel like maybe you don't or, you know, how do you feel about that? I, I definitely think when people ask me about how to get into the business, one of the things that, that I and a lot of uh, voice actors will say is, uh, you know, in fact, my wife's background is theater. Uh, she is a stage actor and, you know, had, has done that for many years. But uh, that kind of training, uh, for the very reasons that I said, is because you have to develop 
um, you know, when you're given lines and, and like I said, even if it's for you, if you're selling, uh, it has to come from a real place and the theater training can give that to you, especially, um, uh, improv work because so oftentimes when you go into audition for a, a, uh, a part, you know, you're seeing the script for the very first time and you have maybe, maybe five minutes to prepare for it. It's not like in most cases they send you the script, you know, a, a week ahead of time and you have time to research it and work on it and practice it. Most of the time you're getting it right when you walk into the booth. So you got to be able to think on your feet and, um, you know, be able to, to develop a character pretty quick and improv work uh, is, is helpful for that. How much time do they normally give you to learn lines or things like that? Well, you know, the good news about voice acting is you don't really have to learn the lines because you don't have to memorize it because, you know, you, you're, you're, you're in a sound studio. But uh, when I first, you know, like for Halo Combat Evolved, I saw the script the day I went in to record. Uh, and I didn't even have a, you know, when back in those days, they didn't even have a rendering for me to see what Master Chief looked like who the character was and what the halo story was. And, and we based it off that, um, with each successive game, uh, we got a little more and more involved in that area to the point where when three, four, three took it over and halo four came out, um, I was able to meet with the writers and the director. And, and I did have, a, you know, a lot of time to, you know, not only look at, at, at my lines and stuff, but really look at the story and the script and, and, you know, see where it was going. So that we, I had a lot more time to be able to prepare, um, you know, sort of the, the proper approach for, you know, at least a starting point for where I wanted to go. Yeah. Halo's like such a massive franchise in your opinion how can someone maintain their mental well-being in this in this industry well i think it's to, there there's two there's two things that we're talking about when you talk about maintaining you know a mental balance is what i would call it in in this business and in, in show business in general is that um you know, show business is full of rejection. You're rejected far more times than you are accepted. Many, many, many more times than you're accepted. And he said, my mom auditions. <laughs> and that was, he was actually right. <laughs> That's what we do for a living. Uh, unfortunately, you don't get paid to audition. Uh, but, you know, you audition 99 times and maybe on that 100th time you get the job. The point of it is, is that you have to be you have to have the toughness of, you know, being able to handle rejection. Yet you also have to have the sensitivity to let a character in when you're trying to, to prepare for a role, whether it's voice acting or stage acting or film and television. Um, so it seems dichotomous that, that on the one hand, you have to be sensitive to, to allow those emotions to come out of you. And yet you got to be tough to not let it kill you when you didn't get the job. And, you know, it's, it's sort of a tricky balance and, and um, you know, the ones who can find that balance are the ones who, you know, can, can, you know, hang on in, in the business. Um, you can't let it get you down, you know, kind of thing. Uh, and then in terms of how it relates to doing a character like master chief and, you know, one of, the things about it is I get to meet a lot of the fans, I, you know, 
it's great on the one hand because it that influences my approach to the character when I you know the next time I record. Um, you also get a sense of of in the case of Halo how much the game can mean to people on a very, very deep and personal level. And the first time that I got exposed to that, I was taken aback by it because my initial reaction was, come on, man, it's just a video game. We're just having fun here. But, but, but you realize that for various reasons, it, it can be, uh, a lifesaver for some people. And I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've heard a story that would be similar to something like, this game saved my life or, or, or it got me through a very dark period in, in, in my life. And, um, you know, when you, when you hear that, it really Im impacts me, uh, you know, in, in terms of, uh, I don't know, I, I, I would end up approaching the game in a, in a, a deeper level, knowing that it meant so much to so many people. Yeah. The game is some sort of escape for the fans. Recently, uh, someone who posted on the Let's Finish This Fight uh, Facebook page that I'm, I'm an admin on uh, unfortunately committed suicide and his friend uh, was posting about it saying that his friend recently passed from suicide and the whole Halo community came together and was all saying rest, rest in peace and that and that's the good thing about the Halo community is that it brings everyone together. And I always hear these stories about people are like, oh, I always used to bring my Xbox around. Yeah. And we always used to sit together and, and play. It gives me goosebumps even talking about it. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And, um, you, you know, so that that kind, those stories end up, and I, and I know uh, uh, Jen Taylor, who is the voice of Cortana, you know, we do a lot of these things together and she feels the same way is that it, it's very impactful and it gives us a deeper understanding of the game and the story and, and a better appreciation of the fans who, who, who play the game. Uh, so it's, it's a, it's sort of a, almost like a feedback loop between us and the fans. Is there any question that you want to be asked that no interviewer has asked before? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, because I've been, I feel like I've been asked about every, every, uh, every possible question, but I, I suppose, um, and I don't know for sure if nobody's ever asked me this, but, but I don't think I, I get asked a lot is, you know, what motivates me, uh, in, in going into the studio to record and specifically talking about recording for master chief and, and halo. Um, and really what it is, it's not the money, although the money's nice. It, it's not the recognition, although the recognition is nice. Um, what is really rewarding for me is to be proud of the work. And um, the fact that, you know, and it's not often in the voice acting community that you get to do something you know, repeatedly, uh, for over 20 years. And so you have a long lens to look at, at the, you know, the work that you've done. And, you know, so what motivates me every time I've ever gone into the studio, see the, the end result that I'm proud of the work, you know, that I've done. So that's, that's my primary motivation. I want to feel good about it. You know, I want to feel good about it. How does it feel like knowing 
knowing like I voiced him, like how does it feel? Well, it feels great. Um, but I mean, you know, to this day, uh, you know, when I go back and listen to, uh, you know, some of the cutscenes in Combat Evolved or Halo 2, for example, both of those sessions, when we did those sessions, I had a cold for both of them. And I can hear it, you know, so plainly when I go back and listen, you know, and watch those cutscenes. And I'm thinking, oh, God, I wish we could do that again. And and uh, and oftentimes, um, you know, there you know, we are our own worst critic, and and many times I'll, I'll hear and watch uh, things that we've done and think, uh, you know, wow, I, I would have liked to have had another crack at that. If you feel like you gave it everything you got, and you didn't hold back, and whatever it is, it is, then you can walk away saying, I've 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 done the the best that I can do, and and hopefully it it will translate into something good for the person who's. Uh, on the other end of it. Well said, well said. Has uh, 343 recorded any like behind the scenes? Have you done the voice uh, lines for the game? Uh, you know, they had, we did, uh, yes. I mean, there's some things out there for Halo 4 that, w that were behind the scenes stuff, I remember. And also actually for Halo 3, I believe. Although they never showed my face, I remember they only showed my mouth. Uh, but with but with Halo Four, we did some things, and we also did some things with Halo Five. Although I'm not sure any of that ever saw the light of day. Uh, we're still going into a recording studio. I, I felt like there was a camera there, and there might have been some recording behind the scenes. But to be honest with you, first of all, it's been a while ago, and second of all, I you know once I'm in the studio and the my director and master chief and that that that's about that's all i see you know and i so i don't really remember if, if we if there was but i wouldn't be surprised if there was it, you know unfortunately for the second half of it there wasn't room for a camera crew in my closet so i'm pretty sure there was nobody there for that yeah i found it really interesting to go back and watch the behind the scenes from halo 2 it's really interesting uh -huh. yeah it very is. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good. That's good stuff. So, um, what does the day in the life of Steve, Steve Downs look like? Do you have any daily routines? Well, it's pretty basic to be honest with you. I live down here in uh, Florida and, um, uh, my current, uh, passion is golf and I play an obscene amount of that. Um, uh, not getting any better at it. I, 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 I've disproven the theory that the more you play, the better you get. That's not necessarily true. You know, we're currently sort of like, we, we came down here from Chicago, which is where we were for the last, uh, where I was for the last 14, 15 years. And now we're, um, I don't know if you've ever been to Florida, but it gets pretty hot here in the summertime. So we're looking at, you know, perhaps getting another place up north again for the summer. But, uh, but, you know, that's, uh, you know, I, it's, it's a, uh, and, and then I, we still do some voice acting. We go to a lot of theater here. There's a, where we live here in, uh, in Sarasota, there's a pretty active uh, theater community. And uh, my wife does some, some plays and we, you know, attend a lot of theater and are involved in the theater community here. So um, that's a lot of fun, but that's, that's pretty much a day in the life. And then, you know, hopefully the occasional voice acting job. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. So what kind of theater shows do you like watching the most? Well, there's a, there's a company here 
they're probably one of the best in the country and they do some tremendous um, work down here. Now it's been shut down for the last you know, year or so. And they're just now going back to live audiences again. And as a matter of fact, we're going to see a, a performance of hair that I'm looking forward to. That'll take us back a few years. Uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, there, there's another performance that another company's doing that I think has probably played in England. I know it's played down in Australia called come from away, which is a musical, uh, that involves the, um, when 9-11 hit and uh, hundreds and hundreds of airplanes were grounded in Newfoundland. And there's a whole story about that that's quite fascinating. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that here in the very near future. So that, you know, we're seeing, you know, some local productions and some national productions that come through town. So it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun for us. Is there any shows you'd like to recommend to the audience? Um, yeah, there's, uh, a couple, uh, one is on, um, Apple TV called foundation, which is a series based on the books of uh, science fiction writer, Isaac Asimov. And, um, uh, I'm, I've been following that series and it's quite interesting. Uh, and then along, I'm, I'm sort of a science fiction guy. I, I like science fiction a lot. There's another series also on Apple TV called Invasion that, that uh, the, you know, the title is sort of self-explanatory. You know, the aliens come and disrupt the place. <laughs> but it's but it's an interesting take on it. It's, it's sort of not your usual take on on a well-worn story. It, it, it kind of approaches it from a couple of different angles. Uh, there's also a series uh, that we just finished or that we're just finishing on Hulu called uh, Dope Sick, which is a uh, story based on the, you know, a lot of people getting addicted on opioids, primarily Oxycontin and the company that, that pushed that. And it's a fascinating series. Michael Keaton stars in it. And the one I'm really looking forward to that's coming out next week is the Peter Jackson produced uh, Beatles documentary Get Back, which is about the last the the the, the 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 really the last days of the Beatles and when they were recording for the Let It Be album. And a film was made of it, but apparently there was 60 hours of, of film that had never seen the light of day. And Peter Jackson was given the task of assembling it. And I've seen some, some early uh, rushes of it and it looks fantastic. So I'm very, very excited about seeing that. And it's supposed to be out, uh, I think Thanksgiving weekend. So we're looking forward to that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, what platform is on sorry uh it's called disney plus and i'm not sure what that translates to my guess is it'll be in in england something perhaps a little more accessible I uh yeah i'm sure it'll, it'll be uh, available on disney plus here as well we've got disney plus oh okay all right so that's what it is what yeah. other character from any other franchise would you voice and why you know uh, that now that's been a question i have been asked and i have to be i have to be honest with you reese they're really you know, uh, I've been blessed to do one of the most iconic uh, video game characters there is. And there's I really want for no other <laughs> for no other character to do. You know, I've thought about that and I've tried to come up with some clever answers. But I'll be honest. I mean, you know, uh, in fact, I think being the voice of Master Chief has limited me uh, in terms of being able to do other characters. Two things. 
I don't have a a wide range of voices like some very talented voice actors do who uh, you know, you can hear them on one project and then hear them on another project and, and never know it's the same person. They have that kind of a range. I don't have that kind of range. Uh, I'm a bit of one trick pony and, um, uh, you know, I mean, I can do, you know, a few different things, but it's kind of what you see is what you get or what you hear is what you get, I should say. And, um, you know, if I had a nickel for every time I've, I've auditioned for a star Wars character in the star Wars video game franchise uh yeah i'd be a rich man if i had a nickel for every one of those auditions i did and never got uh but but i you know certainly am not complaining because if you're if you're going to be stuck doing one character uh to have it be master chief i consider myself a pretty lucky guy so there there, there really is none uh, you know that i even kind of you know, fantasize about, you know, the only other one that comes to mind is, and it's not because I would want to do it, but I just so appreciate the work that he did was Keith David's work as the arbiter in, in the Halo series. Uh, I'm a huge fan of his work, both as a um, film actor and as a voiceover. And I, I just thought the work, in fact, I was just watching some things going back and watching some of the old cutscenes from, uh, you know, two and three when, you know, when, when the Arbiter was playing a primary role in comparison to the work, the job that he did. But I, I sure appreciate, uh, you know, hearing him and, and listening to it. Oh yeah. Keith David's really good. Yeah. I hope to get him on the show sometime. Yeah. 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 He'd be great. So what characteristics of Master Chief do you share? Hmm. Well, the one that comes to mind immediately is we are both very lucky. Um, Halsey talks about this a lot in, in uh, you know, both in the game and in some of the books uh, where she talks about the chief's origin story and, and how she came upon choosing John to be what, what he, he became. Uh, and one of the early characteristics that she recognized, there's a, a story, I think it's in, in the fall of reach where she talks about, it's been a long time since I've read it. So I may not have this exactly right, but she talks about flipping a coin and having him call heads or tails. And so you figure that's kind of a 50, 50 proposition. If you do it a hundred times, you know, more often than not, 50 times you're going to be right. 50 times you're going to be wrong. What she recognized in him was that he he had that intangible thing that was that we call luck. And I've seen that in my career, you know, both with, you know, being in the right place at the right time to be able to do Master Chief. But not only that, but just in a lot of phases of my life where I've, I feel like I'm a very lucky person. Um, and the other characteristic might be uh, tenacity. Um you know, what makes Master Chief Master Chief is uh, he is, in my opinion, his tenacity. He doesn't give up and he doesn't, uh, you know, roll over. And I would like to think that I have somewhat of that quality myself. Uh, and it kind of goes back to your question about, you know, maintaining a mental balance in this business. Um, you know, tenacity comes into play there and you have to be able to take the hard knocks you know, and, and get back up and, and, and live to fight another day. And, um, I, I would like to think that I share some of that with the chief, although 
I think he's got a lot more of it than I do. <laughs> Last but not least, without giving anything away and without obviously breaking NDA, we don't want that to happen. How could you describe Infinite in one word? Oh, wow. In one word. Um, I don't know that I can, I, I can describe it in one word, but I would describe it as both familiar and groundbreaking. I like to, to think of how this is going to come off is that people who have been with the franchise from the beginning are going to find uh, a, 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 a familiar, you know, some people might describe it as nostalgia. I wouldn't say it's nostalgic because that, that because it's not that, but it is familiar and it will make sense to you um, both from a visual standpoint and from a story standpoint, it'll, it'll, you, you will be able to see a through line from the very beginning of, of, of the Halo series to up to, you know, guardians. Um, and for people who have never played the game before, never played Halo at all, they will find, uh, a, a what, what I would call a groundbreaking quality to it. That that's something that that uh, maybe they've never experienced in a in a video game before. So the you know the the point will be, and I think this is what they were trying to go for, is to appeal or have been with the franchise from the very beginning, and people who haven't, you know, who maybe have dabbled in it, maybe you know played one or you know hey you know maybe played Halo Combat Evolved and Halo Two, and then you know moved away and and moved away from it. Now my are coming back. I might be interested in it. Those people will be fine. You won't be lost. Um, you know, it'll, so it's those. That's as, as close as I can come to to one word. Is is that that, that I th I think there'll be something for both those types of people. Yeah, well said. Well said. So, is there any of the projects that you've been that you've got coming up that you would like to plug? There, there are, uh, you know, some that I can't talk about, uh, but that, that I think are going to be exciting that, that, uh, um, you know, that will be related to what's, what's happening here at the moment. Uh, and then, you know, as I, uh, you know, maybe we, this before we got on the air, um, the whole, uh, video game convention, you know, business, if you will, uh, that, that took a, a year long hiatus because of the pandemic, uh, is coming back. And, um, and so it's nice to get back and be able to be with the people and, you know, talk about the game and get their reactions to stuff. And, and that's gearing up again. And I have one coming up. Uh, so I'll do my little plug here in January, um, in Sacramento, California, it's a convention called SAC anime that I've been to a couple of times in the past. You are out in the uh, Northern California area and, uh, you know, would want to come by, but I'd love to see. You. And then we have a, a number of them planned uh, throughout the year. So um, I think it's going to be for Halo fans and people involved in the game. I think it's going to be a very, very busy and exciting year coming up in 2022. Yes, you should definitely go and see him. Indeed. Indeed. And last but not least, where can everyone find you, Steve? Uh, we're, uh, yeah, I'm on, uh, uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube and all the usual places. So, um, uh, you know, if you, if you just go, you know, just 
put, put in my name and it, it, it'll come up. And uh, yeah, we'll, and we'll hopefully have some exciting news for you in the very near future too. So uh, yeah, by, by all means, uh, you know, uh, check it out. Thank you, Steve. Halo Infinite will be released on December 8th on Xbox Series X and also on PC. Thank you so much, Steve. It's a pleasure. I enjoyed talking with you. And best of luck to you. Thank you. I'm incredibly proud to be joined with the voice of Bella Dimitrescu, Becca Prewitt. You know, I'm like, that naturally comes out of me, you know, but I don't actually do it in public. <laughs> but sometimes behind closed doors, I'm like, Ugh. it's that, you know, Irish Scottish part of me, you know, that comes out, it gets a little fiery. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> but I control it, you know, with humanity. I just imbibe it. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> don't we all, don't we all. <laughs> right? <laughs> So next question is, if you could write or reprise your role in an upcoming DLC or even a spin-off film TV show, learning a bit more about House Dimitrescu, would you want to give your input and would you act in it? Yes and yes. <laughs> um, absolutely. I would love to give input if they, if they wanted it. But I had to say that Capcom are kind of brilliant. I mean, they, um, they crafted both from my all-time favorite sci-fi TV show, Star Trek Voyager, Queer Mirror in Gears 5, Star Wars, and many more. Super excited to introduce Karen and Seymour to the show. Who was your support then when you were a kid? Um, my, my name, my mom. My mom was uh, out of support. And she knew that you were gay? Yeah, yeah, she knows, yeah. When did you tell her, or did she always know? She, she was like, oh, I've, I've always known. <laughs> good, yeah, good. She was very supportive. I still don't. I mean, I've never understood why people, why people care. Yeah. It's just. I know. It's like you shouldn't really <sighs> need to come out, but you know, it's society. You know, it's called human being. It's called human being. Yeah. Nothing else. Nothing else. Valorant, F in the crew mat talks all about Astra. I was extremely. Positive. And people used to always say, you know, I don't really drink and all that because my energy is quite high. And people were always like, why are you, how are you happy and you're not drinking? Da, 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 da. And all yeah. sort of, how do you always have this energy? And it was just this internal joy because I was doing what I felt I was called to do. Yeah. And I think what that did was blind me to sort of the reality that one, not everyone will like you. Two, not everyone will want to like you. There are people who will work really hard not to like you. <laughs> yeah. Three, um, you have to understand that everyone has a different view or experience of life and that's what informs them and their decisions and their behaviour. My inspiration is Timothy Charlemagne. love Timothy Charlemagne. I think he's a very, very good actor. <sighs> Yeah, and Carrie Fisher as well. Carrie Fisher was amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's yeah. so many I She's could name. <laughs> the list could go. It's hard to pick one. Exactly, it is, yeah. <laughs> so next question is, in your opinion, how can someone maintain their mental well-being in this industry? I ask this question a lot, but everyone's got a different take on this question. So that's why I always mm -hmm. include it, because it's always a different answer. Yeah, and I think it's a difficult thing to get a grasp of. I think that's why we have so many issues in this industry um, around depression, around addiction. And not to say that those aren't issues elsewhere because they obviously are, are things that people, myself included, struggle with. I think in this industry, there's just a highlight on it because there's a highlight on everything. Once you, once you become known enough, 
kind of everything changes. And that's been a big experience for me with, with Resident Evil is it's no longer just my family and friends watching what I do. This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Spartan 117. I need a weapon. And I need you to join me on the Mentally Obsessed podcast at 5 p.m. GMT, the 30th of November, on all the usual podcast platforms. And together, we will finish the fight. <laughs>